0: Salam alaikum. Allah الله. الله أكبر الله
1: أكبر. الله أكبر الله أكبر. الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله. أشهد أن محمد we are the for
0: The Lilla, Nahmedo Honestaino, Honestal Firo Honest, when I would be La Hitala and Shuru and Fusina, and say Yatia Malina may had the Hila Hufala Modilla, Woman Yudlil Felente de la Hu, Aliya Ilaha, Ilallah, Wahda Hula Sharikala, when the Sayidana Mohammedan Abduhu or Rasulu, who was Safi, who in Halkihi, Wahalilo, Bella Risala at our Adel Amana, when also Halil Umma. فكشف الله تعالى به الغمه وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى اتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهدا وعلى ali بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى اصحابه وعلى من تبعهم باحسان لا يمد الدين يا الذين تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون all praises belonging to Allah azza wa jal may the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and upon his family and companions in entirety, we ask Allah jal on this blessed day of Friday, this last Friday in 2023, to give healing to the Ummah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to give strength to the Ummah Muhammad sallallahu to bless us to see goodness develop and spread throughout the earth, justice, rain, corruption, plunged and purged from this earth we ask allah azza wa to unite the ummah muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam upon goodness upon benevolence upon ihsan upon clear principles and values and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give victory to our brothers and sisters in Palestine and in gaza and in other parts of the world may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Give them swift victory over their oppressors. and May Allah Azza bring demise and ruin to those who transgressed against them and their children and, and their, their, their families, their bow, the, against their, the sanctity of their homes and against their properties and their possessions. May Allah Azza wa better our condition and make us agents for change. Allahumma amin, Allahumma ameen. Amma ba brothers and sisters, we've been reflecting on different aspects of What's unfolding in Gaza and in the world today, for months now. And the reality there is still pressing on. As we pass the 30,000 life mark, nearly 30,000 people in Gaza have been martyred, wrongfully killed, by the aggression of Israel, may Allah Azza wa Jal hasten its demise we continue to pray, we continue to reflect, we continue to become inspired by what we see as strength, not weakness in Gaza. Yeah, sure, eighty percent of its buildings have collapsed, but one thing hasn't collapsed in Gaza, and that's the most critical capital that you find in Gaza. And that's the will in the hearts of the people of Gaza, the Iman in the hearts of people, the people of Gaza, that continues to inspire us. How can I be part of this change? As we said for many past khutbas, in order for change to happen, a generational change needs to occur. We need to focus on generation building, because historically, when Philistine was liberated, it did not happen quickly or randomly. Look at, the, look at its first liberation during the time of the Khulafat. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. The generation of Umar needed to be raised by the Prophet And look at what happened again under Salah al-Din ayubi The generation of Salah needed to be produced for Bayt al-Maqdis to be liberated again. It's not about money. Muslims have tons of money. It's about building hearts, changing perceptions. We've reflected on how Ghazza teaches us it's not about worldliness, it's not about mata'a, it's not about prosperity outwardly. We've been, in, we've been inspired by Ghazza because of their deen and their iman, their reaction under pressure. They've showed us there's an alternative path. Because as we said last week, there are people in their mansions, in the most posh areas in America, who wish they had the hope that the people of Gaza have. Gaza inspires us because it shows us there's hope for the ummah. We're not a weak ummah. We can choose to be weak, but we're not a weak ummah. There's hope because it shows us there's a different path to liberating Palestine, to uniting the Ummah. Other than the so-called peace process that we've been observing for decades that's only inspired hopelessness and despair because of its one-sidedness. Because it's all about land grabbing and illegal settlements and about abuse of power. It's not about true justice. Brothers and sisters, as we were reflecting on this last week, we said we need to start thinking on an individual level. What's informing my decision-making? And because we had our children with us at last khutbah, and we have them with us this khutbah, there was a point of reflection. What am I concerned about? Am I a fulfiller of needs? Like our beloved Muhammad sallallahu was. Am I a person who strives to be in service of others? The question from last khutbah, and I hope it has proven true for all of our kids and all of our children, is that how will I spend the days of my break? Am I going to learn to live for something greater than me, myself, and I? And I said, it would be a travesty and a tragedy if I continue to operate in an isolated box, spending all my free time for my personal indulgences, for watching this or playing that or going here or having fun with that but I need to have a greater calling. We just reflected on how the people of Gaza don't have time for nonsense. Nonsense is the luxury of people who don't have to worry about bombs falling over their heads. Gaza doesn't have that luxury. It's not an overstatement, it's not an exaggeration, it's clear statistics. The amount of bombs that have fallen on our brothers and sisters in Gaza are more than any other in all of modern history, taking us back to the world wars, not Hiroshima, not Nagasaki, this small strip of land. Israel is sending 2,000 pound bombs in residential areas, something America did not even do. In Iraq, when it killed hundreds of thousands of Iraqis, brothers and sisters. As we think about this and reflect on it on a personal level, as we said, the most meaningful discourse on Gaza now is one that brings it back home. How can I become better? How can we become better? What can I do? If we reflect closely, there's no way that Gaza and the people of Gaza could have endured for this much, for this long, if they were not. Inspired by prophetic principles and values. If they were not a people of principles, there's no way, there's no way that a person who doesn't have principles will not buckle in the face of that type of pressure. And we learn this from our Habib, wasallam. Prophet Sallam is a master of commitment to principles. He teaches us as an ummah that we are an Ummah guided by principles. He teaches us this as he was transitioning to Medina. Brothers, taqadamu ilal-amam. So that our brothers don't have to walk through the rows and do al riqab amam If you see any space in front of you, please fill it. And inshallah, when it comes time to pray, we'll figure it out. Those days of transition from Mecca to Medina, where the Prophet was under the threat of execution when he was persecuted, him and the companions, when they needed to find a new safe haven for the da'wah, you find the Prophet teaches us amazing principles. The Prophet was seeking to do something unheard of in tribal Arabia. In Al Jazeera al Arabiya during the time of the Prophet, it was all about allegiances to tribe and blood and alliances that were forged between kin. That's what it was about. as the Prophet sought protection for the da'wah, he broke out of this tribal ideal and he showed the people that there was something more than blood ties. There's something greater than it. There's a greater calling, a greater mission. His message gained a sense of universality in those last days of Mecca that we really, really need to reflect on. The Prophet them. had he just given the kuffar of Quraysh what they wanted, he wouldn't have been blamed because he was under threat of death. And the Qur'an itself it says, wa If you're compelled and you don't mean to do it, but you're forced to do it against your will, you're not going to be blamed for that. But the Prophet ﷺ teaches us something greater. And we reflected on his 75-mile trek on foot to Ta'if. As he gave da'wah to Allah to the people of Ta'if, and then he was kicked out and chased out, bloodied and bruised by the children of Ta'if. And one would think that the Prophet was experiencing a point of weakness, but as we said, the Prophet was always in a position of strength. It depends on how you view strength. The Prophet, we reflected on that scene that he had with Addas, that Christian slave boy, who saw the Prophet. in this state, and he gave him some grapes because the people, his, his masters, felt pity for the Prophet. Uh, Shaiba ibn Rabi'ah. Uh, he felt pity for the Prophet. So he sent some grapes and he said, Go give it to him. He's just been through a traumatic experience. But then we see the power of Muhammad وسلم, in his ability. He just explained the message to Addas, and Addas opened his heart to it and accepted the Prophet وسلم, as Rasulullah. The Prophet ﷺ was not a person of weakness. In those last days in Mecca, he went to another tribe, Banu Amr ibn Sahsa'a. And he presented to them the da'wah. And they accepted with condition. Why? Because they saw the Prophet ﷺ was a great person. They knew the Prophet ﷺ was going to be victorious. They said, If I take this young man from Quraysh, we will defeat everybody but they said to him ara'ayta innahnu bay'anaka ala amrik thumma adhharaka allah ala man khalafak ayakun lana al-am ayakun lana al-am min ba'dika they said to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam if you're victorious will we become the leaders after you prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam shows us unwavering commitment to his principles he says al-amru lillah that's that's to allah i'm not going to sacrifice And give you a promise that's not mine to give. That's for Allah. Prophet continued to present the da'wah until the Ansar were blessed to hear it. The Ansar of Medina. Yathrib was blessed to become Al-Madina Al-Munawwara, the city of lights by the blessings of Al-Habib These Ansar had the foresight and the wisdom to accept this message and this mission. Again, there's a lot of brothers at the door. If you see any spaces in front of you, please fill them. Tazahamu, hamu. We have some spaces in the back over there. Please, brothers, at the door, walk inside and you'll see towards the far corner some spaces, inshallah. He found the Ansar. He presented the da'wah. They accepted it. But they, made, they asked the Prophet sallallahu I sent a question. And the Prophet sallallahu shows us through his answers, his commitment to principles. They said, Ya Allah, in bayna wa, bayn wa inna Fahal Allah, ila They said to the Prophet, We have ties and connections with these people, and we are ready to cut them all off and follow you to the farthest lengths to support your message. But if Allah gives you victory, will you go back to your people and leave us? <laughs> The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, This is the prophetic ethos The prophetic ethos is centered on Being principled in all aspects of our lives The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, said to them he, he smiled and he said No, I am with you, I am from you I go where you go Our blood is one, our interests are one and the Prophet Sallallahu stayed loyal to this commitment after Fatah Makkah. He said, beautiful statements, just a small excerpt from it. He said, Lawla al-hijrah ra'an min If it wasn't for the Hijrah, I would have been from the Ansar. Loyalty to commitments, principles, brothers and sisters, something that we need to deeply consider. It is one of the great lessons... That we need to embed within our souls as we consider building the generation that will hopefully liberate Bayt Al-Maqdis, hopefully liberate Al-Aqsa. Brothers and sisters, these are matters are not disassociated. If I truly want to see a better condition for the Ummah Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi that starts deep within me, starts within our homes, within our places of work the way we operate, the way we walk and talk, the things we do. Brothers and sisters, one critical question I want all of us to reflect on, especially especially the school kids that are with us and joining us for the khutbah. Please think about this. Please think about this because what's happening in Gaza really matters to us all, every one of us. There are kids on the other side of the world your age that have been forced into adulthood because of their life circumstance. I can willingly choose to make that transition and be more serious about my life. If I just think about these beautiful things, when are my principles highlighted most? Alright, am I a person of principles? Well, I hope the answer is yes. But how do I know? When will it show? When are principles highlighted most? One under immense pressure. When you feel like you're forced to make a certain decision, or life is pushing you in a certain direction, what will you do? What will win this struggle within you? Principles show under immense pressure. They showed with the Prophet them in these situations we said. They showed with the companions in the hijrah. <coughs> they showed with the companions soon after the passing of al-Habib, sallallahu Alaihi wa under immense pressure. One. Two. In the face of overpowering women desire, that's when my principles show, when I really, really want something and I want to grab it and take it for myself, or I want to experience something. What will win the battle within me? When there's overpowering desire, Will I end up choosing my principles, Allah's pleasure? Or will I choose something else? Sacrificing principles, brothers and sisters, leads to utter devastation. Life shows us this time and time again in so many different situations. That's number two. Number three, how do I know my principles? How do I know my commitment, my level of commitment to principles? Three, In the face of uncontrollable emotion. What do I do when I'm really angry? What do I say? May Allah forgive us. May Allah forgive us. May Allah better us. What do I do I do when I'm really sad? When I really feel attached to something? What ends up taking hold of me? That's how I can know my principles. Another thing that highlights principles is number four. There are five things I'm mentioning. Is power. Without accountability. That shows our level of commitment to principles. When I have a lot of power and I could get away with it. Israel has shown us. Or they've showed themselves. As a testimony against their own power in the modern times. What... Them being drunk on power has led them to Loss of moral compass. Because of this one we've lost hope. In the entire political system within our country because it's shown and exposed. No moral compass. Hypocrisy. Falsehood. Fraudulence. Brothers and sisters... Principles are highlighted when I have a lot of power, and that's why our Habib, sallallahu alayhi Wasallam, as he was going back into Mecca, Fath Mecca, conquest of Mecca, one of the companions he said, Al Yom Yomul Malhama." Today is the day of the great slaughter. The Prophet said, No, 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 no. Bel Yom Yomul Today is the day of great mercy, the day of forgiveness. Of the enemies who've transgressed, who Dara Abu Abu Sufyan, Am, and whoever enters the house of Abu Sufyan, he is safe. When how do you know what Abu Sufyan has done in all the years that he's done during the time of the Prophet? Brothers and sisters, power without accountability. Last one. These are the five things. When will my principles be shown greatest? When I'm under pressure when there's a lot of women desire, when there's uncontrollable emotion, when I have a lot of power and I could get away with it. And the last one, incomplete privacy. When no one else is there to see, when no one else is there to judge, when I could get away with it, as I may think, because no one is there to hold me accountable. How will I act? These are questions that are relevant to every one of our lives and our personal decisions that we make. Our deen teaches us to be people of principles. So many examples, too many examples to give. One of these beautiful examples from the life of Al Habib was when someone came to him wanting the repayment of his debt. And he came at the Prophet very aggressively. And the companions saw this, they wanted that the man. And the prophet saw said said, "Hold it right there.. Why haven't you stood with the person who's asking for his rights?" And then he teaches us uh, as an ummah, "You want victory. Follow these words.." There's no sanctity for a nation, for an ummah, in which the weak person cannot get his right with unfettered access. We want to be a people, an ummah of principles. Our deen teaches us, hey, guess what? One of the greatest roadblocks in the face of commitment to principles <coughs> is this perception, this false perception of independence. kalla <coughs> al-insana. Look at this beautiful set of verses in the Qur'an. Wallahi, a lot of lessons in it. Human beings tend to veer far, far away from the path. When? When they feel a sense of istighna. I can do it. I'm free. I'm able. I'm powerful. I'm healthy. And then what does Allah say after that? إِنَّ rujā. How dare you think you're utterly independent? You are utterly dependent on your Creator. You're going to go back to Him. Be very careful. Brothers and sisters, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us principled in every aspect of our lives. And I pray that principles guide us as individuals to be agents of goodness for the Ummah Muhammad Wasallam today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give victory to our brothers and sisters in Gaza and Palestine, may Allah give victory to the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam through its commitment to the prophetic ethos of commitment to principles and values. Allahumma ameen. Allah wa antum muqinuna bil-ijabah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. As-salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad, Ashraf Khalki Was wa Sayyidi al-Mursaleen wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Ya ayuhal ladheena amanu, attaquu allaha wal tanzur nafsumma qaddamath li ghadin. Wa attaquu allaha, inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amaloon. brothers and sisters, When are my principles highlighted? What happens when principles are lost? That's another thing to think about. Something to deeply reflect on. Because it teaches us a lot about ourselves. About the condition of the ummah. The condition of society. What happens when principles are lost? Our deen teaches us that loss of principles causes ruin on every single level of life. gaza is a social model for rebuild for the Ummah. As we said in the beginning of the khutbah, yeah, you could say that 80% of its buildings have collapsed. But the greatest capital that could be found in any society is still well intact over there. And that is the hearts of people, the will of people. Yeah, you would see them crying, you would see them devastated, you would see them in a great state of emotion, as is normal. Normal. But you find in them grit, resilience, you find in them principles, these are things that inspire every one of us from the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam. Ruin on every level, that's what happens when principles are lost. Ruin on the individual's level, on the family level, on the community, on the society. When people are not guided by principles, it, makes, it leads to awful decision making. It leads to all kinds of mistakes. It leads to all kinds of traumatic realities. Brothers and sisters, what else does it lead to? It leads to loss of identity. If I'm someone who is willing to give up what defines me as a person, my purpose in this existence, then guess what? I'm going to lose touch with who I am. I'm going to become confused about myself, I'm loss of identity brothers and sisters is a very very tragic reality from lack of commitment to principles, mistrust. If a society doesn't have principles that guide it, everyone will be looking over their shoulders. What's this guy next to me gonna do to me? I can't trust anybody or anything. That's a very, very, very sad reality, sad, sad outlook on life to have. Some people, their circumstance has driven them to this attitude. Mistrust. It's sad when someone can't trust anyone around them. It's sad wallahi, it's so lonely. Brothers and sisters, loss of principles leads to a lot of misdirection and confusion. Seeking in seeking honor in this or seeking success in that. Seeking alliances here and allegiances there. And all of this for us as a community. As we think of, as we try to forge our path as Muslims in America. This is something that we've experienced. Confusion in the path forward. How should I operate? Who should I ally with? Well now look, Gaza has... And the tragedies of the world have awakened the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Look, what is your true identity as an Ummah? What's happened in Syria? What's happened in Gaza? What's happened in Egypt? What's happened in Sudan? What's happened in Iraq? What's happened in Yemen? What's happened in Kashmir? What's happening to the Uyghur brothers and sisters? All of this has... Awaken the Ummah. These, these, these traumatic experiences, these wounds, these wounds, these emotional and spiritual wounds for the Ummah today, have brought to light what our identity really is about. The last of these things, the fifth thing, <coughs> that loss of principles leads to. It leads to spiritual weakness. It leads to loss of will when I'm someone who remains committed to values and principles, then that sense of commitment will be my place of refuge (coughs) in the most difficult situations in my life. Loss of will. Brothers and sisters, as we think about Gaza, we should take heart these following words from one of the great companions. Sayyidina Abdul Rahman ibn Auf. Someone who was blessed with affluence. Na'm al Ma'Salih. Rajul Salih. Sayyidina Abdul Rahman ibn Auf is a gleaming example of someone who was given dunya, yet had clear vision on his principles and his values. Sayyidina Abdul Rahman ibn Auf was presented with a delicious meal. As I'm sure many of us in the past week and two weeks, many different family gatherings, many different opportunities, time off, have been blessed with so much na'im and so much comforts. Especially when you think about our brothers and sisters on the other side of the world who are starving to death. May Allah forgive us and may Allah better their situation. Sayyidina Abdurrahman ibn Auf, he looked at this food and he said, قُتِلَ مُصَعَبِ ibn Umayr." وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ مِنِّي وَكُفِنَ فِي بُرْدَةٍ إِنْ غُطِّيَ رَأْسُهُ بَدَتْ رِجْلَاهُ وَإِنْ غُطِّيَتْ رِجْلَاهُ بَدَتْ رَأْسُهُ He said, مُصَعَب who was muna'am He was someone who was had a very blessed, a very uh, luxurious and comfortable upbringing. He was killed. And he's better than me. Sayyidina Abdul Rahman ibn Auf is saying this. And he said, When Mus'ab was buried, he was buried in a cloak that when his head would be covered, his feet would show. And when his feet were covered, his head would show. He didn't even have his kifan. And then he goes on to say, Wa Hamza. Minni. Hamza was killed. And he's also better than me. And then he says busit lana min ad Dunya Ma busit. Then we've been given dunya. And it's pleasures. He says, min ad dunya ma Wa qad an qad lana. Abdurrahman ibn Awf says, We've been given of this dunya what we've been given. And I'm afraid. That our good deeds have been hastened for us. ثُمَّ He continued to cry and he left the food aside. May Allah better the condition of our brothers and sisters in Gaza. May Allah Azza wa Jal give them healing. May Allah Azza wa Jal give them nourishment. May Allah give them peace. May Allah give them victory over their enemy. اللَّهُمْ أَنْصُرْهُمْ عَلَىٰ عَدُوِّكَ وَعَدُوِّهِمْ اللهم عليك بمن طغى عليهم اللهم عليك بمن اعتدى على حرماتهم وانتهك حرماتهم يا رب العالمين اللهم عليك بمن يتم الأطفال ورمل النساء وهدم البيوت اللهم هزمهم وزلزلهم وردهم على أعقابهم خائبين خاسين خزايا نادمين اللهم لا تجعل لهم صرفا ولا nasra. أو الله we ask you to forgive us and better us Forgive those present and those absent. Give victory to the Ummah Muhammad ﷺ today. And we ask you, Allah, to make us agents for change. Allahumma filli صغيرina wa kabirina wa karina wa unthana wa shahidina wa ghāibina. Allahumma hiyyta wa minna fahiyya ala al-īman wa man amatahu wa minna faamitwa ala islam Allahumma j'a'l-khayra umrina wa Waj'a'l-khayra amalina khawatima. Waj'a'l-khayra iyaamina yawmina l-qaka fihi wa antaradina anna. Ameen, Ameen. Wākhir wa dhu'ana, alhamdulillahi b'l-alm wa akhmid salā
1: الله اكبر الله اكبر اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان محمدا رسول الله حي على الصلاه حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاه قد قامت الصلاه الله اكبر الله اكبر لا اله الا الله
0: La ilaha illallah. Uh Just as a reminder, we pray asir immediately after adhan, which is about 15 minutes after we finish, inshallah. insha'Allah. Allah wa Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والتين والزيتون وطور سينين وهذا البلد الأمين لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم ثم رددناه وسفن سافلين سمع Allah ولمن حمدا الله اكبر الله اكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين أهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين Amen. Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Alhakumuttakathur Hattazur tumul makabir. Kella so fatalamuna, thumma kella so fatalamun. Kella lo talamuna ilmel yokin. لترون الجحيم ثم لترون أعين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله حكم <تصفيق> السلام عليكم ورحمة الله as alaykum wa As-salamu alaykum wa barakatuhu. Uh, as we said, inshallah, we're going to be praying in about 15 minutes, inshallah. Um, uh, we have a dua request for someone who passed away today and he's a regular at ICPC. His name is uh, uh, Mustafa Abdel Latif Asaf. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to have mercy upon Al Hajj and to make him of those who are granted admission into Jannah, the highest levels of Jannah. Allahumma ameen. اللهم في له الله وارحمه وعافه واعف عنه وتجاوز عن سيئاته اللهم اكرم نزله ووسع مدخله وجاف الأرض عن جنبيه اللهم ان كان محسن فزد في إحسانه وان كان مسيئا فتجاوز عن سيئاته اللهم اغسله بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقه من الذنوب والخطايا والآثام كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم ما جعل مأواه الجنة ولا تجعل مأواه النار Allahumma Majal ma'wahu al-jannah, wa la tajal ma'wahu al-na'ar. Allahumma Dari, hu daraan khayran min dâreh, wa ahlan khayran min wa khayran, khayran min jirani. Allahumma arzuka ahlahu sabra wa silwani. Wa genetic bihi fi jannati naim ya rahman rahimin Amin, amin. inshallah his jannase is going to be tomorrow.